0: to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
1: The testimonials appearing in this podcast reflect individual experiences and individual results may vary. Cardinal Health is not claimed nor should the listener assume that any individual experience recounted in this podcast is representative of what another consumer may experience. Cardinal Health Counter Talk Podcast in collaboration with Pharmacy Podcast Network is for independent pharmacists to learn about the state of the industry, innovative services and solutions, and the future of pharmacy. Join me, your host, Jason Kalori, for conversations with pharmacists, Cardinal Health leaders, and industry experts sharing best practices, discussing industry trends, and showcasing Cardinal Health products and services. You can subscribe to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kalori, and today we have a great episode for everyone as always. Today I'm joined By Amy O'Reilly, pharmacist, owner, and pharmacy manager of O'Reilly Family Pharmacy here in the great state of Ohio. Today, we want to talk about Amy's pharmacy journey, but we also want to chat about how she has implemented medical benefit billing to her daily workflow and find out the best solutions for everyone listening to see the pros and challenges of implementing it as well. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. So why don't you begin with you know, let's let's have you tell us about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school, and ultimately, what led you into the pharmacy profession?
0: Yeah, so I'm a 2012 grad from Ohio Northern, and I think I have kind of a, a traditional uh, trajectory into pharmacy, which is that, you know, as a high school student, I loved chemistry. I was really into the sciences, and, you know, someone mentioned that pharmacy might be a great fit for me. Because you know they, they they told me it was mostly chemistry. Turns out it's actually <laughs> a lot of biology too. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have what I have found is that you know pharmacy was ultimately a really good fit for me because it's a service based industry, and mm-hmm. I I live to help people um, and help people be live help, healthier lives.
1: So as you were kind of going through your education, did you ultimately decide okay? there's some chemistry, you found out there's some biology. (laughs) So what kind of made you want to become an independent pharmacist overall, uh, you know, ultimately?
0: So ultimately, so I've always worked independent pharmacy. I Mm -hmm. interned at one as a student after I graduated, I worked for one, I actually worked for two. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I worked um, part time for the Ohio Pharmacists Association for a period of time. And while I was there, my primary role was to help make Independence more profitable, to create materials for them, do CES for Independence. And mm-hmm. uh, while I was there, I realized that I just I have a passion for it. Uh, I also I, I joke all the time I love to be in charge, so it's <laughs> really it's really a natural fit for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and ultimately, I wanted to get the opportunity to practice the profession of pharmacy the way I wanted. And the best way to control that is to, you know, own and decide how you want to practice every day.
1: So, you know, you, you offer a good amount of patient services at O'Reilly family pharmacy. And as you said, you know, as you went through your journey, you, you shifted to now, you know, there's a huge service part and um, almost a, you know it's this part of pharmacy where you you know you're always connecting with your patients it's not just about compounding and and you know doing all that fun stuff you you have to really not only know how to connect with your patients but also now offer different services such, such as administering vaccines and whatnot so you know tell us about your offerings that you have at O'Reilly Family Pharmacy
0: Yeah so we um are what has come to be known as a combo shop Mm-hmm. So I offer traditional pharmacy services like you would see at any other retail drugstore. I also offer um, services to assisted living facilities um, and medication packaging services to patients living at home or in group homes. We do immunizations. Um, we do the full the full complement. Pretty much yeah. anything you want, you can come see me for. Um, we do. Uh, medication therapy management, we do point of care testing. Most recently, you know, we've gotten into doing disease state management um which has led to some of our medical billing um processes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really a, a little bit of everything to try and and keep people healthier.
1: Yeah, so let's let's dive into a little bit more of that medical billing, you know, as you know and maybe, you know, most of you listening you know, with the scope and practice and responsibilities expanding in recent years for pharmacists, you know, administering millions of vaccines uh, during the COVID pandemic, um, you know, pharmacists are taking on a lot more medical responsibilities outside of their traditional roles. Um, The federal government's starting to recognize this, understanding pharmacy medical billing now is more important than ever. So tell us why in the audience, why why you decided to use the Cardinal Health Medical Benefit Billing Program?
0: Yeah, so we have a program that we started with some of our assisted living facilities where my pharmacists, um, through a collaborative practice agreement with a nurse practitioner, would actually go on site and visit patients uh, for diabetes, for hypertension, for cholesterol, um, to to help You know, provide an additional level of service to those residents Mm -hmm. um, to get another set of eyes on their diabetic medications. In particular, you know, diabetes is really complex and to help, you know, with the dosing of everything and making sure that people are on the right meds uh, for them.
1: Uh, Give me the biggest difference. So, for anyone listening, what's kind of the biggest difference between pharmacy billing versus medical billing? I mean, I, 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 you know, the people that we've talked to in the past, I know there's usually a longer wait time to get reimbursed mm-hmm. for medical, um, you know, mainly go through the differences between the two, just for, just for, uh, everyone's information. Um, and just, just to kind of know what those main differences are.
0: Yeah. So medical billing is, you know, complex mm-hmm. and I did not. I did not fully understand just how complex until we really got into it. Um, well, I so can only we, imagine.
1: I mean, you have probably more claim denials. There's, Is there more regulatory changes that come into effect with that as well?
0: Um, so it's, it's actually really interesting. Okay, so when you bill a pharmacy claim, let's like life cycle a prescription real quick. Mm-hmm. When you bill a pharmacy claim, so, you know, it's all of the data that you need to bill the pharmacy claim, the bin PCN group ID is like right on the card. You Mm -hmm. use that information, um, you bill live, right. Um, for your product and, um, you get a live response as to like, whether it's covered, if you need to cut down the day supply for some reason, or, you know, a myriad of other reasons, um, and what the patient's copay is. Um, when you bill. From a medical billing standpoint, there's, you know, several layers of complexities to it. So, first of all, you have to know what you're billing for. So, unlike with a pharmacy claim where you have a drug in front of you and you bill for a specific NDC, CPT codes and ICD-10 codes are, you know, there's all kinds of modifiers to them. There's all kinds of different, for example, we learned, um, so... In Ohio, um, for Medicaid, we have provider status. Um, And so there were certain CPT codes that we could fill. And when I started my kind of pilot project at my assisted living facilities, you know, I mentioned that my pharmacist was going to the AL. Well, um, what we learned, what we quickly learned was that that's actually considered a home visit, which is a different CPT code than um an office visit which is what was approved in ohio Interesting. so okay. yeah so you know where you provide the service is important how long you spend providing the service changes which code you use what you do during that um you know visit changes which code you bill um and so there's there's just a lot of complex um thought that goes into it um it's not just as simple as like holding the drug in your hand and knowing which NDC to bill. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, totally yeah, totally get it And that's really because when I was reading up on it I you know I, I had seen people running into just what you're saying. There's a lot of intricacies that you don't really think of and obviously it's you know from state to state is everything in from your knowledge is the medical benefit billing pretty different across different states?
0: No. So everyone uses um, like the CPT codes and ICD-10 codes mm-hmm. are like worked on through the AMA and through um, Medicare. So those are like the HCPCS codes are the other things that you can use. Um, those are all, you know, standardized now, depending on which state you're in, you So, like for us in Ohio, I have a payer through Ohio Medicaid that will pay for certain CPT codes. Mm -hmm. So, which codes might be covered by which payers may change from state to state or payer to payer.
1: Yeah, that was that was my understanding. I just wanted you to kind of clarify that for me. Yeah. Uh, So once you kind of work through all the intricacies and you you work out your codes and kind of the different you know shifts and not only where you're performing you know, your service or maybe it's inside the pharmacy, maybe it's outside and you kind of work through all of that. What advantages have you seen from implementing a medical benefit billing in your pharmacy? Has it been, did it start off slow? Did it, did it slowly gain a little bit more prosperity for you? Or what did you, do you feel like you're regaining a lot of advantages just off the, you know, just off the line?
0: So I think the primary advantage that I have seen is, you know, for what we're doing in particular, it allows us to have some really in-depth face-to-face time with our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my pharmacists in particular, you know, they are when we're when we're doing these provider status initiatives, they are truly practicing at the top of their license. And so there's a lot of um, job satisfaction that comes with, you know, really practicing at a high level and providing a, a quality service. And so, you know, it's it's advantageous to 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 finally see pharmacists be recognized for those services, you mm-hmm. know, for providing that information to physicians and working with patients and ultimately impacting the care that is received by patients.
1: So, kind of a nice unforeseen advantage is just the the ability to be able to connect with your patients on a different level by by doing the medical uh and all these different services that you provide correct
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely
1: yeah and i think through you know a lot of the conversations we've had with other pharmacists this is kind of their this has been their favorite time in pharmacy i mean obviously there's a lot of challenges but when it comes to connecting with your patients there's a lot more you can do these days which i think is important
0: yeah my pharmacists in particular really i mean love getting the face to face time
1: So how has the pharmacy's use of medical benefit billing changed your service capabilities or even your business model? Have you had to rework a lot of things to, you know, change what your pharmacy does? Or is it just basically you're able to add on more services? How do you how do you see it?
0: Yeah, so we had to make some workflow shifts um, because, like I said, we you know, now we have a pharmacist that isn't going to be on the counter right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be somewhere else. Um, so we had to make some workflow shifts in order to like make that function and to really, um, you know, take advantage of that opportunity. But I think, you know, you see a lot of, you know, time that you can free up with MedSync with, you know, some of those different opportunities to kind of condense what pharmacists are doing and allow them to then practice at a higher level.
1: I mean, you know, it's a pretty tough time, obviously with pharmacy and, you know, uh, you know, there's staff shortages when you're, when you're adding a lot of these services to your workflow, uh, what's that been like for you overall? Has it been pretty easy? Have you been lucky or, uh, was it a challenge at first?
0: It was definitely a challenge at first, you know, anytime you, put new things on people's plates you you know you rock the boat and Mm -hmm. pharmacy is uh we we like our pharmacists we like our routine Uh, (laughs) as a general rule yeah Uh, yeah. so it's you know and and we have to rely a little bit more on our support staff right like i had to ask some of them to step up and take things on and and Mm -hmm. push forward in order to maximize what my pharmacists can do but I think overall, you know, like I said, a lot of my team has found additional job satisfaction in those increased responsibilities and, you know, has a lot of buy-in now in, in making those successful.
1: How do you feel what that timeline was? What From when you implemented the new services, implementing benefit billing, and then getting to where you are now, where it seems like it's a pretty well-oiled machine at this point, how long do you feel like that timeline was between implementation and where you are now?
0: It probably took us a year to a work year. out all the
1: kinks. Okay. Yeah,
0: it, it. there were a lot of hurdles that we had to overcome um, initially with the medical billing, in, in particular because um, we were one of the only pharmacies that was trying to bill Ohio Medicaid that wasn't like in a pilot project with directly with Ohio Medicaid. So mm-hmm. um it it provided some really unique perspectives, I think, to a lot of different people um, on on like, how does this work? How do we what what hoops do we need to jump through and and how do we enroll as providers all the way to you know successfully getting a claim paid.
1: Yeah, I, I think also some of the trepidation with you know including a new system into your workflow, it's always, you know, how is it going to jive with my other systems I have in place, how is it going to interact? You know, you know, you being a Cardinal Health customer, I know Cardinal Health also has a lot of other solutions and services that we offer that you may or may not have. But, you know, for the ones that you do have, how does medical benefit billing kind of interact with them? Or is it completely separate? Or is it just a pretty easy workflow in general?
0: Yeah, medical billing... Um, the medical billing benefit probably most closely interacts with my immunization billing
1: because
0: okay. um, you can bill on that side. So that workflow, I actually was just working through it uh, yesterday because I had a bunch of denied um, immunization claims. And so it was great to be able to call someone and ask like, why were these denied? How do I fix, you know, it, w- it was a pretty simple fix and then being able to reprocess the claim and correct it so that we can get paid was a great um it was great for us and and in particular because I had some insight now into it the like way that it reports out I could see that those claims were denied and effectively work through them was mm-hmm. really beneficial.
1: All right well l- well let's get into your you know the hurdles because I feel like if there's anybody listening right now that wants to implement this, Obviously you have to do this in stages, as you alluded to, it's kind of, you know, adding your services and then figuring out the intricacies and how to build them as you go down the line. Um, so what are, what are, what's the biggest advice you can share with any fellow independent, independent pharmacist listening, uh, interested in applying medical benefit billing to their workflow?
0: So I always tell people anytime you're adding a service of any variety, um, mm-hmm. Perfect is the enemy of done. You know, a lot of times, (laughs) a lot of times we feel like we have to have all of the kinks worked out up front in order to implement it. And, you know, one of the best things about being an independent owner is that you can be nimble and you can shift according to what you need. And so Mm -hmm. obviously you should have a plan for what your service is, but recognizing that that plan doesn't have to be the end all be all and that you can shift in order to make it more effective and more efficient or work better for your patients is is a great mindset when you're working through some of these things.
1: Well give me an example here, give anyone an example of something that you implemented, uh, whether it be in immunization or as you said, you know, going to folks' homes and and doing, you know, the work to build it later. Um kind of talk about the, you know, a little bit of the journey from beginning to end and what it looked like then versus how it looks like now and what those, what those um, hurdles were.
0: Yeah. So when we started our, you know, pilot project to do provider status, you know, we had never written a collaborative practice agreement. We had never Mm -hmm. written protocols like for this level before. And so there was a lot of concern around like, is this right? Did we, you know, hit all the buttons? And so, you know, I, I remember I was working with a couple of students at the time and I told them like, just put something on paper, start, start somewhere so that we can edit it and we can test it, you know, within a little microcosm and then we can build it out a little bit farther. And that was kind of how we worked through some of those processes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we did that all the way through, you know, even when we were billing, we would like bill it, get it rejected, tr- you know, like work through how do we, Adjust in order to get a successful claim,
1: and most importantly, your your bottom line. How is medical benefit billing and adding these services helped your pharmacies? Just financial outlook uh, overall.
0: Well, you know, one of the greatest benefits is that there's no DIR fees associated with them. Well, that's um, big.
1: That's definitely yeah. a big deal. Yeah. yeah,
0: everybody loves that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's a little bit more complex because the payment cycle is slower. Um, and, and it's, you know, a little bit more complex to track. So it it added a little, a layer of complexity to understanding like where those dollars are coming in from, but anytime you can diversify your revenue streams is, is advantageous, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's one of the things that obviously it's a trending topic now, and it's a topic that we've talked about, um, a long time here on the counter talk podcast. So Um, With that, I I really want to say thanks to Amy for joining us on the show, providing a lot of in-depth information for the independent pharmacy customers and listeners around uh, medical benefit billing. Well, I want to say thanks to Amy for joining us on the show, for providing so much in-depth information for our independent pharmacy listeners. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If this is your first time listening and you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe and download the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast wherever you get your podcast. See you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us, Amy. Take care, everyone.